Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to this podcast where you will learn who the founders of Ellipsis Associates are. Our business, Ellipsis Associates, aims to help women grow exponentially by eliminating the barriers and obstacles that hold them back from not reaching their full potential. We work on the individual areas deeply connected that are hindering women from achieving their goals. Ellipsis Associates does this by delivering bespoke educational courses and written material to help women take incremental steps towards overall well-being and success. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to this podcast. My name is Maryam and in this episode we will introduce ourselves and our business and talk about some of our core values and beliefs. So the first thing what we would like to talk about is what is the meaning behind Ellipsis, why we chose it. Mariam will also be able to participate in this as well. So the meaning behind Ellipsis Associates is that we wanted something powerful to be able to convey what we do, which is to provide education that eliminates unnecessary words or speech therefore making what we teach as simple and fluent as possible. We see a lot of people creating educational programs and lectures and seminars and webinars. However, we don't really see it being broken down into simple terminology and simple words so that we can try and explain it to women. And another meaning of ellipsis is that we take out everything that is not essential to our purpose, which is focusing on growth and being successful in all areas of life, really eliminating what is not important, therefore focusing on what really matters so we can take actions and know in which direction we are going. Which brings us on nicely to why we decided to create Ellipsis Associates and the reason behind it. One of our core missions and our values is that we want to help women worldwide to achieve overall well-being and success, again, in all areas of life, because we believe that each one of us is capable to achieve whatever they want to achieve. However, we have noticed through our experiences that there's a lot of obstacles and barriers that women actually face that are not talked about as openly as we would like and this is what we wanted to create and help women live a meaningful and purposeful life. And because one of the greatest obstacles that women face are mental, we create courses on that to help women overcome mental pressures and to manage their mental obstacles. So one of our courses is actually called Managing Mental Obstacles, where we talk about things that hold a lot of people back from achieving their goals and reaching success. And as you have said before, people don't really achieve much in life or not as much as they could because they don't know how much more there is to them. While everybody has a right to be successful and not just a right, but a responsibility to be successful. So how do we help women then? What do we actually do and what do we actually deliver? As I mentioned before, we create online courses, one of them being Managing Mental Pressures. That's the name of the first course. The other one is called Build Yourself with Acceleration, which pretty much builds on the first course. 
when you go through the first course, you will be equipped with the knowledge and actionable steps to take to overcome them. Because a lot of people, when they make a choice to change, making that choice initially is easy. But staying on the journey is what is a challenge for most of them. A lot of people start, but then they quit. But we want the change to be lasting and not just something for one or two days. So that's what we do with the online courses. And of course, there is a workbook accompanying the second course as well. And I also would like to add here, Mariam, is that we do strongly know that success is not achieved straight away. That is why we focus on gradual growth in incremental steps towards growth so that we can say women who want to be able to achieve success are not overwhelmed by everything that they need to do all at once. However, a gradual journey towards this is more realistic and they should be able to stick with their goals and then these goals will turn into further audacious goals and they are consistent on this journey. Exactly. And that's how change and success can be achieved, how change can be sustainable, because we want to break these huge audacious goals down into incremental steps, because by breaking them down into small steps, we can make sure that they are easier to achieve. And we want to meet people where they currently at. I mean, we don't give people a goal and say, achieve this, but we make them think for themselves. Our mission here is to make people think because nowadays people don't really think about who they are and where they want to go. So defining a goal that is clear and then breaking it down into steps and helping them along the way to achieve them is one of our core purposes with Ellipsis Associates. Yes, you're totally right. And I'm living proof as well that you can start whatever age you are at. If you've just got the determination and the commitment to be able to begin and you are disciplined enough, you can start wherever you are and you can do whatever you want to do to try and achieve success. For the people who don't believe in you, we try and address this within our courses as well to overcome these obstacles and how to deal with these kind of comments that people may belittle you and say that you know you can't achieve this and for you to not stop this journey and give up for you to continue and it's a continuous journey of change and transformation and this is what we try and teach our students as well you can start at any point and it's the starting is the hardest part of any kind of journey towards transformation and change and growth is for you to be consistent with it on that journey Exactly. It does not matter where we start, but it matters where we want to end up and what we do to get there. We teach women how to identify and develop their strengths and make them visible because only by being aware of our strengths, we can take actions to achieve our goals. If we don't know what we're good at, we might set goals that are not really for us and struggle more than necessary. So knowing what we are good at, knowing where we fall short is really important. And for that, this process of identification is really important. And that's why we encourage women to ask themselves these important questions to get them thinking, to know where they want to go. We do understand that we're not looking through rose-colored glasses and thinking everything is perfect in life. We do appreciate that within life, you have many setbacks, you have different types of challenges that you have to deal with. And being a woman, especially as well, you have extra challenges. So what we try to do is we try and help women by focusing on overcoming these setbacks and overcoming these challenges and giving them tools to equip them so that they are able to be more assertive and try and be able to 
get through all these setbacks and still continue on this journey towards wherever they want to be as well. And I think questions pose a lot of great significance because like Mariam said, it helps people think about where they are now and where would they would like to be in the future as well and how would they can take again these incremental steps to try and get towards the next stage when they're breaking down their goals as well. So Mariam, could you also tell us about some of the setbacks and how we can sort of manage these setbacks as well? One of the setbacks that a lot of people have probably experienced at one point in their life is failure. So we try to achieve something, but are not successful and we fail. So for a lot of people, that is a reason to give up and to not continue on their journey. As you have also said before, failure is part of success. Something that I would like to add to what you have said is that having a positive mental attitude is really important in life. And no matter what we face, as long as we have an optimistic approach, of course, still being aware of what is going on around us, not having these rose-colored glasses that you talked about, but still knowing that there is a future without any mistakes that we can work towards is really important. So we start by addressing the mental state and addressing the causes of a lot of setbacks in life. So we talked about failure. For a lot of people, failure can be the end of all. When they face failure in life, they, um, they quit, they stop, they don't try again. But what we really have to understand is that failure is part of success. There's no success without failure. And when you look at people who have accomplished great things in life, everybody will have a story of how many times they have failed. And success is not something you will achieve overnight or in just one or two days. It's something that you will be journeying towards your entire life. But knowing that failure is part of that is really important. But what would you say? How can we overcome failure or what is really important to get back on track? So the way to manage failure is one of the things that you mentioned is to have an optimistic approach in life, a positive outlook on life. And another thing that we can sort of like develop if we don't have this within ourselves is something called resilience. Now, resilience is your ability to be able to deal with the negative aspects of a challenge and, and how you feel so overwhelmed. However, you don't let these hold you back. You still continue on your journey towards change and you still continue to be able to notice all these things that are happening in your life, all these setbacks, all these challenges that are approaching you, but you don't shy away from them. You don't feel afraid of them. You deal with them head on and that that's how you become more resilient. You deal with these certain things and then the more you, you have to start slowly uh, to try and develop this and the more resilient you become the more you will not be afraid of fear of failure or fear of what other people think or fear of the unknown you will be able to develop this resilience to be able to take on the next challenge a lot of the times when we're going through any kind of challenges or any kind of setbacks in life the least we prioritize is our mental well-being when we have healthy well-being whether that's physically within ourselves and our mental well-being that's when we are able to be able to increase our resilience as well and I think for women personally from my own personal experience as well I think women don't prioritize their well-being high enough on the list of priorities what they need to do that's when challenges and obstacles that come through do affect their mental health as well 
So Mariam, I wanted to ask you, when we are developing our resilience and we're faced with different circumstances in life, do you think that if we develop that further, we are able to grow more? Definitely. Also, when we don't prioritize our mental health because we want to be there for other people, we don't do them a favor and we don't do ourselves a favor as well. When we don't take care of our mental health, it's not just us who suffers in the long term, but other people as well. So a lot of women are so giving in their nature and that's what we appreciate, of course. But what we also have to take into consideration is putting yourself on that priority list as well, because if you don't grow, there will come a point in life where you you will crash and that will be painful and getting back on track from that will take so much more energy and so much more effort. So if we invest in our mental health and take care of that as well, it's not just us who will benefit, but the people around us. And you will not just notice this in yourself, but other people will notice this around you and you will be a much happier and more productive individual in the long term. And something that I would like to ask you is that a lot of people struggle with time management. And I once heard that time management, it's not about not being able to manage time, but not being able to manage your emotions. So what do you think about this? Yeah, you are totally right about that. I, I do agree with you on that point. I think just personally, because I've helped a lot of women as well, and they struggle with this time management. A lot of women that I speak to are still currently studying and they try and manage and balance the work and the life. And they find that quite difficult. However, I think it comes with working on this area and identifying because identification is first of all, very important. But you must, like what you said earlier, you must prioritize everything. And even if one day you wasn't able to get all them things done that you know that you're supposed to do in a day, even if you get two, three things, reward yourself because then you will feel more able to do it the next day and you will feel like I can reach this and this will help you in the long run. And I think when we don't achieve everything that we are set out to do in the day, it does make us feel emotionally overwhelmed and then emotions can take over. But that's when you need to have your emotions in check and respond rather than react to them and think to yourself clearly, take some time out and think to yourself, what is it that within this one particular hour that I can do right away now that will make me feel like as if like I have been productive, whether that's reading a few pages of a book instead of having a goal of reading a whole chapter, you can read them a few pages and you are there. Women do face this a lot because if you think about it, being a woman, we are a mother, we're a sister, we are a student, we are an employee. We are so many different roles that sometimes we can feel overwhelmed that, you know, one role overlaps another role. And that's when we can't differentiate. And time is a non-renewable resource. However, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us 24 hours. We've got a period of rest and then we've got a period of when we're doing work. And try to do your best work in the morning time, the morning portion of the time to try and do it. For me personally, the way I deal with it is that I work as well. You might be able to relate to this as well, Mariam. We both work and Alhamdulillah, we both got our mentor as well and trying to incorporate all the studying that we need to do. And some days where we feel like, oh my God, I haven't done enough studying and other days where we feel like, yes, we have. But I don't let that bother me because I think to myself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us another day. And then that's when the gratitude comes in as well, because then you're grateful for another day, another opportunity to be able to do all the work that you need to complete. 
So one of the questions that I wanted to also, and you can add to this topic as well about time management, if there's anything further, is when we don't take responsibility for anything that we have, you know, we've got that time, it links in with time management. When we're not responsible with our time, and you mentioned in this day and age how everything is, it's all really quick. You've had these like short snippet videos and everything, and it's having responsibility as well, being responsible for your own time. So what would you think about that? A lot of the time, women, I don't think that it's necessarily them not being productive, but it's the sense of responsibility that's missing from that. Before I go into more detail, you mentioned us having different roles. So we might be a mother, we might be a daughter, a student, a teacher, different things. And each area of life comes with a set of responsibilities. But even before our responsibility to other people, we are responsible to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything we do. So everything we do, we have to remind ourselves of why we actually do what we do. And that is the topic of purpose. And then we are responsible for ourselves, for our thoughts, for our actions. And I think one thing that really puts things into perspective is that we will be held accountable for everything. And that itself comes with a huge sense of responsibility. Knowing that time is a non-renewable resource, once it's gone, it's gone, there's no going back, will give you that urgency to act right now, to do what needs to be done now. That's one of the most important things in life, really, because life without responsibilities, and a lot of people want to avoid responsibility. A lot of people, for instance, say, I don't want to know this, don't tell me about this, because once I know, I will be held responsible. But they don't notice that a life without responsibility will have no meaning and no purpose. When we want to live a happy life, we need to do things that are meaningful and everything that is meaningful will come with a sense of responsibility. So really, if we want to be truly happy, if we want to achieve lasting happiness, we need to be responsible people. We need to uh, do what needs to be done. We need to do them in the right amount of time, in the right way. And happiness will be a byproduct. A lot of people try to accomplish happiness and they seek pleasure and in instant gratification, meaning that they want pleasure and happiness right now without thinking of the long-term consequences. But if we really want lasting happiness, it will come with a set of work. It will not be easily achieved, but there will be happiness in the end and there will be ease in the end. So it all goes back to having a sense of responsibility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first place, knowing who we are and working towards fulfilling each of our roles in the best of ways. For that, and I wanted to also touch upon purpose and meaning. A lot of the times, when I'm speaking to women, and you may be able to relate to this as well, Mariam, when you are teaching your students and when you are talking to sisters, a lot of women are missing a key element in their life, which is purpose. They don't realize that our main purpose is to worship our creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then within that, there is a sub-purpose, something that we are created to do. There's not another one of us on this planet Earth. There's only one of us. And we are designed to carry out for that purpose and complete that purpose. And when we try and unravel purpose so that it's more simplified towards sisters, I think that's when the light switches on. A lot of them do try and they have that moment where they think, maybe this is missing in my life. Because when purpose is missing in your life, you will feel sadness, you will feel stress, you will feel anxiety, and all these will be linked to your mental health. 
What do you think about that? I can only agree to that. And nowadays we see a shift in how the new generations think. For instance, when they approach work, they want to have meaning and purpose in what they do. And I think living a meaningful life in the end is tied to the work you do or what you do outside of the essentials like eating and sleeping and drinking. So uh, what do you do? How do you spend your time? And if what you do has no meaning, you will have no direction in life. There will be nothing that you're working towards. And that's one of the reasons why so many people feel lost. They don't know why they even exist. They ask themselves questions that don't even need to be asked because they were already answered. You talked about purpose and our ultimate purpose being worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That question is answered. There's no doubt about that. There's no uncertainty in that. But when people don't have a direction they're working towards or they're moving towards, they will wander around and go into every kind of direction without any purpose. So they will not feel like they have arrived somewhere. Of course, life is a journey ultimately back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in life, we are taking steps and we don't just take random steps, but we take them with knowledge in a systematic way. We do that because we know the why, we know the reason behind that. And if that is lacking, well, that's the situation of the world, of most people. They don't know why they exist. They turn towards, as I mentioned before, instant gratification, entertainment, just to feel happy for a moment. But what we really focus on and what we believe to be essential is that lasting happiness can only be found on the path of purpose. This concludes the first episode of our podcast. We would really appreciate for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There will be a lot more episodes where we invite sisters to talk about their purpose and what they have learned along the way. Thank you very much for listening and until next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.